Sahih Muslim. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Muslim. The English translation is by Nasiruddin al Khattab. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih Muslim. The Book of Asceticism and Heart Softening Reports. Chapter On. This world is a prison for the believer and a paradise for the disbeliever. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, This world is a prison for the believer and a paradise for the disbeliever. It was narrated from Jabir bin Abdullah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, passed through the marketplace, coming in from part of Al-Aliyah, and the people were around him. He passed by a dead lamb with very small ears, and he took hold of its ear and said, Who among you would like to have this for a dirham? They said, We would not like to have it for anything. What would we do with it? He said, Would you like to own it? They said, By Allah, even if it were alive, it has a defect because its ears are too small. So how about if it is dead? He said, By Allah, this world is more insignificant to Allah than this is to you. A similar report as Hadith number 7418 was narrated from Jabir, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, except that in the Hadith of At-Takafi, it says, Even if it were alive, the smallness of its ears is a defect. It was narrated from Mutarif that his father said, I came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, when he was reciting. The mutual rivalry for piling up of worldly things diverts you. Quran, Surah At-Takathir, Chapter 102, Verse 1 And he said, The son of Adam, peace be upon him, says, My wealth, my wealth. He said, O son of Adam, do you have anything of your wealth but that which you consume and use up, or you wear and it wears out, or you give it in charity and send it forward? It was narrated from Mutarif that his father said, I came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he narrated a hadith like that of Hamam, number 7420. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A man says, My wealth, my wealth, but all he has of his wealth is three things, what he consumes and it is used up, what he wears and it wears out, and what he gives and it is stored up. As for everything else, he will depart and leave it for other people. Al-Ala bin Abdurrahman narrated it with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 7422. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Abi Bakr said, I heard Anas bin Malik say, Three things follow the deceased. Two of them return and one remains. He is followed by his family, his wealth, and his deeds. Then his family and his wealth return and his deeds remain with him. It was narrated that Amr bin Auf, who was the ally of Banu Amr bin Luay and was present at the battle of Badr with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent Abu Ubaidah bin al-Jarrah to Bahrain to bring the jizya, as the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had made a peace treaty with the people of Bahrain, and he appointed Al-Ala bin al-Hadrami as their governor. Abu Ubaidah brought wealth from Bahrain, and the Ansar heard that Abu Ubaidah had arrived. They prayed Fajr with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, finished his prayer, they came to him. 
The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, smiled when he saw them. Then he said, I think you have heard that Abu Ubaidah has brought something from Bahrain. They said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He said, Be of good cheer, and be hopeful of that which will make you happy. By Allah, it is not poverty that I fear for you. Rather, what I fear for you is that worldly riches may be given to you as they were given to those who came before you. And you will compete for them with one another as they competed with one another, and you will be destroyed as they were destroyed. A similar hadith as number 7425 was narrated from Azuri with the chain of Yunus, except that in the hadith of Saleh it says, And it will destroy you as it destroyed them. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Amr bin al-As that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When you prevail over the Persians and Byzantines, how will you be, O people? Abdurrahman bin Auf said, We will say what Allah has commanded us, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Or, will you say something other than that? You will compete with one another, then feel jealous of one another, then forsake one another, then bear enmity against one another, and the like. Then you will go to the poor among the muhajireen and appoint some of them as leaders of others. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If one of you looks at someone who has been given more wealth and physical beauty than he has, let him then look at one who has been given less. A hadith like that of Abu Az-Zinad, number 7428, was narrated from Abu Huraira, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Look at the one who is at a lower level than you, and do not look at the one who is above you, for that may keep you from scoring the blessing of Allah. Abu Huraira narrated that he heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, say, There were three men of the children of Israel, a leper, a bald man, and a blind man. Allah wanted to test them, so he sent an angel to them. He came to the leper and said, What thing is dearest to you? He said, A beautiful color and beautiful skin, and to be rid of that which makes me detestable in people's eyes. He touched him, and that which repelled people was cured, and he was given a beautiful color and beautiful skin. Then he said, What kind of wealth is dearest to you? He said, Camels or cows. Ishaq. A sub-narrator was not sure, but either the leper or the bald man said camels, and the other said cows. He was given a bulging pregnant she-camel, and he said, May Allah bless it for you. Then he went to the bald man and said, What thing is dearest to you? He said, Beautiful hair, and to be rid of that which makes me detestable in people's eyes. He touched him, and it was cured, and he was given beautiful hair. He said, What kind of wealth is dearest to you? He said, cattle. So he was given a pregnant cow. He said, may Allah bless it for you. Then he came to the blind man and said, what thing is dearest to you? He said, for Allah to restore my sight so that I may see the people. He touched him and Allah restored his sight. He said, what kind of wealth is dearest to you? He said, sheep. So he was given a pregnant sheep. Time passed and the animals produced plenty of offspring and one had a valley full of camels, one had a valley full of cattle, and one had a valley full of sheep. Then he, the angel, came to the leper in his previous form and said, 
I am a poor man and I have lost my provisions and lost my way, and there is no one to help me reach my destination today except Allah, and then you. I am asking you, by the one who gave you this beautiful color, beautiful skin and wealth for a camel to carry me on my journey. He said, I have many duties. He said, It is as if I know you. Were you not the leper whom people regarded as detestable, a poor man to whom Allah gave wealth? He said, No, I inherited this wealth from my great forefathers. He said, If you are lying, then may Allah put you back as you were. Then he came to the bald man in his previous form and said to him what he had said to the leper. And he replied as the leper had replied. He said, If you are lying, then may Allah put you back as you were. Then he came to the blind man in his previous form and said, I am a poor man and a wayfarer. I have lost my provisions and lost my way, and there is no one to help me reach my destination today except Allah and then you. I am asking you by the one who restored to you your sight for a sheep that will help me on my journey. He said, I was blind. Then Allah restored to me my sight. Take whatever you want and leave whatever you want. For by Allah, I will not expect you to pay back anything that you take in the name of Allah. He said, Keep your wealth, for you are being tested, and Allah is pleased with you and angry with your two companions. Amr bin Sa'ad said, Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas was with his camels when his son Omar came to him. When Sa'ad saw him, he said, I seek refuge with Allah from the evil of this rider. Then he dismounted and said to him, You are busy with your camels and sheep, and you have left the people contending with one another for kingship? Sa'ad struck him on the chest and said, Be quiet! I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Allah loves the slave who is pious, independent of means, and hidden from the people. Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas said, By Allah, I was the first man among the Arabs to shoot an arrow in the cause of Allah. We were on a campaign with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and we had no food to eat but the leaves of Al-Hubla and this Asamur, desert trees, and one of us would excrete stool like a sheep. And now, Banu Asad are teaching me about my religion, in which case I must have been doomed and misguided. It was narrated from Ismail bin Abi Khalid with this chain, a hadith similar to number 7433. He said, until one of us would excrete stool like a goat with nothing mixed in it. It was narrated that Khalid bin Omar al-Adawi said, Utbah bin Ghazwan addressed us. He praised and glorified Allah. Then he said, soon this world will come to an end, and there is nothing left of it but a little, like leftover water in a vessel. You will move from it to a realm that has no end, so you should move with the best that you have. We were told that if a stone is thrown from the edge of hell, it will fly through it for seventy years without reaching the bottom of it. But by Allah, it will be filled. Do you find it strange? And we were told that between two of the gateposts of paradise is a distance of forty years, and there will come a time when that gate will be crowded with people. I remember when I was the seventh of seven with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And we had no food but the leaves of trees, and the corners of our mouths were covered with ulcers. I found a burda and tore it in two between myself and Sa'ad bin Malik. I wrapped half of it around my waist, and Sa'ad wrapped the other half around his waist. And today, there is no one among us who has not become the governor of a city. I seek refuge with Allah. 
lest I consider myself to be great but insignificant before Allah. Prophethood does not remain forever. Rather, its impact fades and eventually changes into kingship. You will soon come to know and experience those rulers who come after us. It was narrated from Khalid bin Umar who had lived during the time of Jahiliyyah. He said Utbah bin Ghazwan, who was the governor of al-Basra, addressed us, and he mentioned a hadith like that of Shaiban, number 7435. It was narrated that Khalid bin Umar said, I heard Utbah bin Ghazwan say, I remember when I was the seventh of seven with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and we had no food but the leaves of al-Hubla until the corners of our mouths became covered with ulcers. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, They said, O Messenger of Allah, will we see our Lord on the day of resurrection? He said, Do you have any problem in seeing the sun at noon when there are no clouds? They said, No. He said, Do you have any problem in seeing the moon on the night when it is full, when there are no clouds? They said, No. He said, By the one in whose hand is my soul, you will not have any greater problem in seeing your Lord than you do in seeing either of them. Allah will meet his slave and will say, O oh, so-and-so, did I not honor you, make you a chief, give you a spouse, and subjugate horses and camels to you, and give you the opportunity to be a leader? He will say, Yes. He will say, Did you think that you would meet me? He will say, No. He will say, Then I will forget you, as you forgot me. Then he will meet a second person and will say, O oh, so-and-so, did I not honor you, make you a chief, give you a spouse, and subjugate horses and camels to you, and give you the opportunity to be a leader? He will say, Yes, O Lord. He will say, Did you think that you would meet me? He will say, No. He will say, Then I will forget you, as you forgot me. Then he will meet a third person and will say something similar to him, and he will say, O oh Lord, I believed in you and in your book and your messengers, and I prayed and fasted and gave charity. And he will mention as many good things as he can. He will say, Stop here. Then it will be said to him, Now we will send our witnesses against you. And he will think to himself, Who can bear witness against me? Then a seal will be placed on his mouth, and it will be said to his thigh, his flesh, and his bones speak. His thigh and his flesh and his bones will speak of his deeds so as to establish proof from himself. That is the hypocrite. That is the one with whom Allah will be angry. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, We were with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he smiled. He said, Do you know why I am smiling? We said, Allah and his Messenger know best. He said, because of the conversation that a slave will have with his Lord. He will say, O oh Lord, did you not guarantee me protection from injustice? He will say, yes. He will say, I do not deem valid any witness against me but my own self. He will say, your own self will be sufficient as a witness against you this day, and the witness of two recording angels. Then a seal will be placed on his mouth, and it will be said to his limbs, speak, and they will speak of his deeds. Then he will be allowed to speak, and he will say to his limbs, Away with you, and may the curse of Allah be upon you. It was on your behalf that I contended. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Allah, 
Make the provision of the family of Muhammad, peace be upon him, that which is just sufficient. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Allah, make the provision of the family of Muhammad, peace be upon him, that which is just sufficient. It was narrated from Umara bin Al-Kaqah with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 7441, and he said, that which is just adequate. It was narrated that Aisha said, from the day he came to Al-Madinah, the family of Muhammad, peace be upon him, never ate their fill of wheat for three days in a row until he died. It was narrated that Aisha said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, never ate his fill of wheat bread for three days in a row until he passed away. It was narrated that Aisha said, The family of Muhammad, peace be upon him, never ate their fill of barley bread two days in a row until the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died. It was narrated that Aisha said, The family of Muhammad, peace be upon him, never ate their fill of wheat bread for more than three days. Aisha said, the family of Muhammad, peace be upon him, never ate their fill of wheat bread for three days until he passed away. It was narrated that Aisha said, The family of Muhammad, peace be upon him, never ate their fill of wheat bread for two days, but on one of them they only had dates. It was narrated that Aisha said, We, the family of Muhammad, peace be upon him, would stay for a month with no fire being lit. It, our food, was only dates and water. It was narrated from Hisham bin Urwa with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 7449, we would stay, and he did not mention the family of Muhammad, peace be upon him. Abu Qurayb added in his hadith from Ibn Umar, but some meat was brought to us. It was narrated that Aisha said, the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died when there was nothing on my shelf that a living being could eat except a handful of barley on a shelf of mine. I ate from it for a long time. Then I measured it, and it ran out. It was narrated from Urwa that Aisha used to say, By Allah, O son of my sister, we used to look at the crescent moon, then the crescent moon, then the crescent moon, three crescent moons in two months, and no fire would be lit in the houses of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. I said, O aunt, what did you live on? She said, The two black ones, dates and water. But the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had some neighbors from among the Ansar, and they had milch animals, and they would send some of their milk to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he would give it to us to drink. It was narrated from Urwa bin Az-Zubair that Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died, he had not eaten his fill of bread and oil twice in one day. It was narrated that Aisha said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died. The people were starting to have their fill of the two black ones, dates and water. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died when we started to have our fill of the two black ones, water and dates. It was narrated from Sufyan with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 7,455, and the sub-narrators Abu Qurayb and others narrated, we did not have our fill of the two black ones. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, By the one in whose hand is my soul, Ibn Abad said, By the one in whose hand is the soul of Abu Huraira, 
The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not give his family their fill of wheat bread for three days in a row until he departed from this world. Abu Hazim said, I saw Abu Huraira pointing with his finger several times and saying, By the one in whose hand is the soul of Abu Huraira, the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, and his family did not eat their fill of wheat bread three days in a row until he departed from this world. It was narrated that Simak said, I heard An-Numan bin Bashir say, Do you not eat and drink whatever you want? I saw your Prophet, peace be upon him, when he could not even find enough dakal inferior quality dates, to fill his stomach. A similar report as Hadith number 7459 was narrated from Simak with this chain of narrators, and in the Hadith of Zuhair it adds, and you are not satisfied unless you have a variety of dates and butter. It was narrated that Simak bin Harb said, I heard a Noman delivering a khutbah and he said, Omar mentioned what people had got of worldly gains and he said, I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, spending the whole day suffering because of hunger, and he could not even find inferior quality dates with which to fill his stomach. Abu Abdurrahman al-Habuli said, I heard Abdullah bin Amr bin al-As when a man asked him, Are we not among the poor of the Muhajireen? Abdullah said to him, Do you not have a wife with whom you find comfort? He said, Yes. He said, Do you not have a house in which you live? He said, yes. He said, then you are among the rich, independent of means. He said, I have a servant. He said, then you are among the kings. Abu Abdurrahman said, three people came to Abdullah bin Amr bin Al-As when I was with him. And they said, O Abu Muhammad, by Allah, we do not have anything, no provisions, no riding beasts, and no wealth. He said to them, whatever you wish. If you wish, you can come back to us and we will give you whatever Allah makes available for you. Or if you wish, we can refer your matter to the ruler. Or if you wish, you can be patient. For I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, On the day of resurrection, the poor of the Muhajireen will precede the rich into paradise by forty years. They said, We will be patient and will not ask for anything. Chapter on the Prohibition of Entering Upon the People of Al-Hijr the rocky tract, unless one enters weeping. Footnote, Al-Hijr, an area north of Al-Madina, the dwelling of the people of Tamud. Abdullah bin Dinar narrated that he heard Abdullah bin Omar say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said concerning the people of Al-Hijr, the rocky tract, Do not enter upon these people who are being punished, unless you are weeping. If you are not weeping, then do not enter upon them, lest there befall you the like of what befell them. It was narrated from Ibn Shihab when he was speaking of Al-Hijr, the habitation of the Thamud. Salim bin Abdullah said that Abdullah bin Umar said, We passed by Al-Hijr with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to us, do not enter the dwellings of those who wronged themselves unless you are weeping, lest there befall you something like that which befell them. Then he urged his mount to move on quickly until he left the place behind. It was narrated from Nafir that Abdullah bin Umar told him that the people stopped at Al-Hijr, the land of Thamud, with the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And they drew water from its wells and made dough with it. 
The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, told them to throw away the water they had drawn and to feed the doe to the camels, and he told them to draw water from the well to which the she-camel used to come. Ubaidullah narrated it with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 7466, except that he said, draw water from its well and make dough with it. Chapter on the virtue of treating widows, the poor, and orphans kindly. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The one who strives to help widows and the poor is like the one who strives in jihad in the cause of Allah. And I think he said, like the one who prays at night without ceasing and the one who fasts without breaking his fast. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The one who sponsors an orphan, whether it is a relative of his or not, he and I will be like these two in paradise. And Malik, a sub-narrator, pointed with his forefinger and middle finger. Chapter on the Virtue of Building Masajid Ubaidullah al-Khulani said that he heard Uthman bin Affan say, when the people spoke about him when he rebuilt the masjid of the messenger, peace be upon him, you speak about it a great deal, but I heard the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, whoever builds a masjid, Bukair said, I think he said, seeking thereby the face of Allah, Allah will build something similar for him in paradise. According to the report of Harun, Allah will build for him a house in paradise. It was narrated from Mahmud bin Labid that Uthman bin Affan wanted to rebuild the masjid, but the people disliked that, and they wanted to leave it as it was. He said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Whoever builds a masjid for the sake of Allah, Allah will build something similar for him in paradise. It was narrated from Abdul Hamid bin Jafar with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 7471, except that in their hadith it says, Allah will build for him a house in paradise. Chapter on the Virtue of Spending on the Poor and Wayfarers It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet peace be upon him said, while a man was in the wilderness, he heard a voice in a cloud saying, Irrigate the garden of so-and-so. The cloud moved and sent its water onto stony ground where there was one of these channels that absorbed all of that water. He followed the water and found a man standing in his garden and diverting that water with his shovel. He said to him, O slave of Allah, what is your name? He said, So-and-so, the same name that he had heard from the cloud. He said to him, O slave of Allah, why did you ask me about my name? He said, I heard a voice in the cloud from which this water came saying, Irrigate the garden of so-and-so, and it was your name. What will you do with it? He said, As you have said this, I look at what it produces, and I give one-third in charity. My family and I eat one-third, and I use one-third as seeds for the next crop. Wahab bin Qaisan narrated it with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 7473, except that he said, and I give one-third of it to the poor, beggars, and wayfarers. Chapter on the Prohibition on Showing Off It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Allah blessed and exalted is he, said, I am the least in need of a partner. Whoever does any deed in which he associates someone else with me, I will reject him and his deed. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, 
Whoever wants to be heard of, Allah will make him heard of, and whoever wants to be seen, Allah will display him. Jundab al-Alaki said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, whoever wants to be heard of, Allah will make him heard of, and whoever wants to be seen, Allah will display him. Sufyan narrated with this chain of narrators a hadith similar to number 7477 and added, I did not hear anyone else say, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said. Sayyid said regarding the hadith of Sufyan number 7478, I think he said, Ibn al-Harith bin Abi Musa said, I heard Salama bin Kuhail say, I heard Jundab, and I did not hear anyone say, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say. Someone else said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, a hadith like that of Athari. Sufyan narrated, the truthful and trustworthy one, Al-Walid bin Harb narrated it with this chain, a hadith similar to number 7478. Chapter on Guarding the Tongue It was narrated from Abu Huraira that he heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, A person may say a word for which he will be sent down into the fire, further than the distance between the east and the west. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A person may say a word, not realizing its repercussions, for which he will be thrown down into the fire, further than the distance between the east and the west. Chapter on about the one who enjoins good but does not do it, and forbids evil but does it. It was narrated that it was said to Osama bin Zaid, Why don't you enter upon Uthman and speak to him? He said, Do you think that I do not speak to him unless you are there? By Allah, I spoke to him privately, and I will not divulge something that I would not like to be the first one to divulge, and I will not say of one who may be in a position of command over me that he is the best of people. After I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, A man will be brought on the day of resurrection and thrown into the fire. His intestines will spill forth, and he will go around them as a donkey goes around the millstone. The people of the fire will gather around him and will say, O oh, so-and-so, what is the matter with you? Did you not enjoin what is good and forbid what is evil? He will say, Yes, but I used to enjoin good and not do it, and I used to forbid evil and do it myself. It was narrated that Abu Vail said, We were with Osama bin Zaid, and a man said, What is preventing you from entering upon Uthman and speaking to him about what he is doing? And he quoted a similar hadith as number 7,483. Chapter on the Prohibition Against Disclosing One's Own Sins The nephew of Ibn Shahab narrated that his paternal uncle said, Salim said, I heard Abu Huraira say, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, All of my ummah will be fine except those who commit sin openly, and it is part of committing sin openly for a man to do something at night. Then in the morning when his Lord has concealed him, he says, O oh, so-and-so, I did such-and-such such last night. When his Lord had concealed him all night, but in the morning he discloses that which Allah had concealed for him. Chapter on saying, May Allah have mercy on you, to one who sneezes, and yawning is disliked. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, Two men sneezed in the presence of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he said, Allah to one of them, and not to the other. The one to whom he did not say it said, 
So-and-so sneezed and you said, Yarhamkumullah, to him, but you did not say it to me. He said, he praised Allah, said, Alhamdulillah, but you did not praise Allah. A similar report as hadith number 7486 was narrated from Anas, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Abu Burda said, I entered upon Abu Musa when he was in the house of the daughter of Al-Fadl bin Abbas, and I sneezed, but he did not say, Allah, may Allah have mercy on you, to me. But she sneezed, and he said it to her. I went back to my mother and told her. When he came to her, she said, My son sneezed in your presence, and you did not say, Allah, but she sneezed, and you said it to her. He said, Your son sneezed, but he did not praise Allah. So I did not say Yarhamkumullah to him. She sneezed and she did praise Allah. So I said Yarhamkumullah to her. I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, When one of you sneezes and praises Allah, then say Yarhamkumullah, may Allah have mercy on you to him. But if he does not praise Allah, then do not say it to him. Ayas bin Salama bin Al-Aqwa narrated that his father told him that he heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, say, when a man sneezed in his presence, Yarhamkumullah, may Allah have mercy on you. Then he sneezed again, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The man has a cold. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Yawning comes from the shaitan, so if one of you feels the urge to yawn, let him suppress it as much as he can. Suhail bin Abi Saleh said, I heard a son of Abu Sayyid al-Khudri telling my father, that his father said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When one of you yawns, let him put his hand on his mouth, lest the shaitan enters it. It was narrated from Abdurrahman bin Abi Sa'id, from his father, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When one of you yawns, let him put his hand over his mouth, lest the shaitan enter it. It was narrated from the son of Abu Sayyid al-Khudri that his father said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, if one of you yawns while he is in as-salah, prayers, let him suppress it as much as possible, lest the shaitan enters. It was narrated that Abu Sa'id said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A hadith like that of Bisha and Abdul Aziz, number 7491 and 7492. Chapter on Miscellaneous Ahadith it was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The angels were created from light, the jinn were created from smokeless flame, and Adam, peace be upon him, was created from that which has been described to you. Chapter on Mice are a transformed race. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A tribe of the children of Israel disappeared, and it was not known what happened to them but I think that they became mice. Have you not seen that if camel milk is put down for them, they do not drink it? But if sheep milk is put down for them, they drink it? Abu Huraira said, I narrated this hadith to Qab, and he said, Did you hear that from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? I said, Yes. He said that several times. I said, Shall I read the Torah? Ishaq said in his report, We do not know what happened to them. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, Mice are a transformed race, and the sign of that is, when sheep's milk is put down for them, they drink it, and when camel's milk is put down for them, they do not even taste it. Gab said to him, Did you hear this from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? He said, Was the Torah revealed to me? 
chapter on a believer should not be stung twice from the same hole. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A believer should not be stung twice from the same hole. A similar report as Hadith number 7498 was narrated from Ibn al-Musayyib, from Abu Huraira, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on the believer's affair is all good. It was narrated that Suhaib said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, How wonderful is the case of the believer, for all his affairs are good. If something good happens to him, he is thankful for it, and that is good for him. If something bad happens to him, he bears it with patience, and that is good for him. This does not apply to anyone but the believer. Chapter on the prohibition of praising if it involves exaggeration, and there is the fear that it may be a source of temptation, fitna, for the one who is praised. It was narrated from Abdurrahman bin Abi Bakra that his father said, A man praised another man in the presence of the Prophet, peace be upon him. He said, Woe to you, you have cut your companion's neck. Woe to you, you have cut your companion's neck. And he, peace be upon him, said it several times. Then continued, if one of you must praise his companion, let him say, I think that so and so is such and such, but Allah knows best, and I do not confirm anyone's good conduct before Allah. It was narrated from Abdurrahman bin Abi Bakra from his father that mention of a man was made in the presence of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And a man said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, there is no man after the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, who is better than him with regard to such and such. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Woe to you, you have cut your companion's neck. And he said that several times. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If one of you must praise his brother, let him say, I think that so and so seems to be such and such, and I do not confirm anyone's good conduct before Allah. A hadith like that of Yazid bin Zurai, number 7501, was narrated from Shoba with this chain of narrators, but it does not say in their hadith, there is no man after the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, who is better than the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Abu Musa said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, heard a man praising another man, and going too far in praising him. He said, You have ruined, or you have broken the man's back. It was narrated that Abu Ma'mar said, A man started to praise a governor among the governors, and Al-Miqdad started to throw dust on him, and he said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, commanded us to throw dust in the faces of those who praise others. It was narrated from Hamam bin al-Harith that a man started to praise Uthman and al-Miqdad went and knelt down, and he was a large man, and he started to throw pebbles in his face. Uthman said to him, What is the matter with you? He said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If you see those who praise others, throw dust in their faces. A similar report as Hadith number 7506 was narrated from Al-Miqdad from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on Showing Preference to the One Who is Older It was narrated from Nafi'ah that Abdullah bin Umar told him that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I saw myself in a dream using a siwak, and two men were competing to take it, one of whom was older than the other. I gave the siwak to the younger one, and it was said to me, Give it to the older one. So I gave it to the older one. Chapter on Verification of Hadith and the Ruling on Writing Down Knowledge It was narrated from Hisham that his father said, 
Abu Huraira used to narrate hadith and say, Listen, O lady of the apartment. Listen, O lady of the apartment. When Aisha was praying, when she had finished her prayer, she said to Urwa, Did you not hear this man, what he said just now? The Prophet, peace be upon him, would speak, and if someone wanted to count the words, he could. It was narrated from Abu Sayyid al-Khudri that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not write down what I say, and whoever has written down anything from me other than the Qur'an, let him erase it. Narrate from me, and there is nothing wrong with that, but whoever tells a lie about me. Hammam, a sub-narrator, said, I think he said deliberately, let him take his place in the fire. Chapter on the story of the people of the ditch and the magician, the monk and the boy. It was narrated from Suhaib that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There was a king among those who came before you, and he had a magician. When he, the magician, grew old, he said to the king, I have grown old. Send me a boy to whom I can teach magic. He sent him a boy to teach, and when he, the boy, was on his way to the magician, he met a monk. And he sat down and listened to what he said, and he liked it. Whenever he would go to the magician, he passed by the monk, and he would sit with him. Then, when he came to the magician, he would beat him for the delay. He complained about that to the monk, who said, If you are afraid of the magician, say, My family kept me. And if you are afraid of your family, say, The magician kept me. While this went on, he came to a huge beast that was blocking the way of the people, and he said, Today I will find out if the magician is better or if the monk is better. He picked up a stone and said, O oh Allah, if the monk's affair is dearer to you than that of the magician, then kill this beast, so that the people may move freely. He threw it and killed it, and the people were able to move freely. He came to the monk and told him, and the monk said to him, O oh my son, today you are better than me and you have reached a stage where I think you will be tested. If you are tested, then do not tell anyone about me. The boy started to heal the blind and lepers, and to cure the people of all kinds of sickness. A companion of the king who had gone blind heard of that, and he brought him many gifts and said, All of this is for you, if you will heal me. He said, I do not heal anyone. Rather, it is Allah who heals. If you believe in Allah, I will pray to Allah to heal you. So he believed in Allah, and Allah healed him. He came to the king and sat with him as he used to do, and the king said to him, Who gave you back your sight? He said, My lord. He said, Do you have a lord other than me? He said, My lord and your lord is Allah. The king detained him and kept torturing him until he told him about the boy. The boy was brought, and the king said to him, O oh my son, you have become so proficient in magic that you heal the blind and lepers, and you do such and such. He said, I do not heal anyone. Rather, it is Allah who heals. The king detained him and kept torturing him until he told him about the monk. The monk was brought, and it was said to him, Recant your faith, but he refused. The king called for a saw and placed the saw in the middle of his head and cut him in two. Then, the companion of the king was brought and it was said to him, Recant your faith, but he refused. The saw was placed in the middle of his head and he was cut in two. Then the boy was brought and it was said to him, Recant your faith, but he refused. The king handed him over to a group of his companions and said, Take him to such and such a mountain, then take him up the mountain, and when you reach the top, if he recants his faith, let him go. Otherwise, 
throw him down. They took him there and took him up the mountain, and he said, O Allah, save me from them however you will. The mountain shook, and they fell down. And the boy came walking back to the king. The king said to him, What happened to your companions? He said, Allah saved me from them. He handed him over to another group of his companions and said, Take him out in a boat to the middle of the sea. Then if he recants his faith, let him go. Otherwise, throw him overboard. They took him and the boy said, O Allah, save me from them however you will. The boat capsized and they drowned. And the boy came walking back to the king. The king said to him, What happened to your companions? He said, Allah saved me from them. He said to the king, You will not be able to kill me unless you do what I tell you to. He said, What is it? He said, Gather the people in one plane and crucify me on the trunk of a tree. Then take an arrow from my quiver and place the arrow in the bow and say, In the name of Allah, the Lord of the boy, then shoot me. If you do that, you will kill me. So he gathered the people in one plane and crucified him on the trunk of a tree. Then he took an arrow from his quiver, placed it in the bow, and said, In the name of Allah, the Lord of the boy, and he shot him. The arrow struck his temple, and he put his hand to his temple where the arrow had landed, and died. The people said, We believe in the Lord of the boy. We believe in the Lord of the boy. We believe in the Lord of the boy. People went to the king and said to him, Have you seen what you wanted to avert? By Allah, that which you feared has happened to you. The people have believed in Allah. He ordered that ditches be dug at the beginning of each road and fires be lit, and he said, Whoever does not recant his faith, throw him into it. Or it was said, Make him jump into it. They did that until there came a woman with her infant son. She hesitated from jumping into it. But the child said to her, O oh, my mother, be patient and jump into the fire, for you are following the truth. Chapter on the lengthy hadith of Jabir and the story of Abu al-Yasr. It was narrated that Ubada bin al-Walid bin Ubada bin As-Samit said, My father and I went out seeking knowledge among this group of the Ansar before they died. The first one whom we met was Abu al-Yasr, the companion of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. A slave of his was with him, and he had a binding of paper sheets with him. Abu al-Yasr was wearing a burda and a ma'afiri garment, and his slave was wearing a burda and a ma'afiri garment. My father said to him, O oh, uncle, I see signs of anger on your face. He said, Yes, I was owed money by so-and-so, the son of so-and-so al-Harami, from the tribe of Banu Haram. I went to his family and greeted them with salam and said, Is he there? They said, No. Then a young son of his came out to me and I said to him, Where's your father? He said, He heard your voice and he hid behind my mother's bed. I said, Come out to me for I know where you are. He came out and I said, What made you hide from me? He said, By Allah I will tell you and I will not lie to you. By Allah I was afraid that if I spoke to you I would lie to you and if I made a promise to you I would break it. You are a companion of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and by Allah I was in financial difficulty. I said, Do you swear by Allah? He said, I swear by Allah. I said, Do you swear by Allah? He said, I swear by Allah. I said, Do you swear by Allah? He said, I swear by Allah. 
He brought me his promissory note and erased it with his own hand. He said, when you can afford it, pay it off. Otherwise, you are let off. I bear witness that these two eyes of mine saw, and he put his fingers on his eyes, and these two ears of mine heard, and my heart understood. And he pointed to his heart, the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when he said, Whoever waits for one who is in financial difficulty to pay a debt or waives it for him, Allah will shade him in his shade. He, that is, Ubadah bin al-Walid bin Ubadah bin al-Samith, narrating a hadith as number 7512, said, I said to him, O uncle, why don't you take the burda of your slave or give him your ma'afiri garment or take his ma'afiri and give him your burda? Then you will have a hula and he will have a hula. He patted my head and said, O Allah, bless him. O son of my brother, these two eyes of mine saw and these two ears of mine heard. And my heart understood the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when he said, Feed them, slaves, from that which you eat and clothe them from that which you wear. If I give him some worldly goods, that is easier for me than him taking some of my hasanat, good deeds, on the day of resurrection. He continued, Then we went on until we came to Jabir bin Abdullah in his masjid, where he was praying in a single garment wrapped up in it. I made my way through the people until I sat between him and the Qibla, and I said, May Allah have mercy on you. Are you praying in a single garment when your rada, upper garment, is beside you? He gestured towards my chest with his fingers like this, holding his fingers apart and bending them, and said, I hope that a fool like you would enter upon me and see what I am doing and do likewise. Jabir bin Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came to us in this masjid of ours, and in his hand was the branch of a palm tree. He saw some sputum in the qibla of the masjid, so he scratched it with this branch. Then he turned to us and said, who among you would like Allah to turn away from him? We were afraid to speak. Then he said, Who among you would like Allah to turn away from him? We were afraid to speak. Then he said, Who among you would like Allah to turn away from him? We said, None of us, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He said, When one of you stands to pray, Allah, blessed and exalted is he, is before him. So he should not spit in front of him or to his right. Rather, let him spit to his left, beneath his left foot, and if he needs to do that suddenly, then let him take his garment like this, and he folded part of his garment over another part. Then he said, Bring some abir, a mixture of perfume. A young man from that tribe leapt up and ran to his family, and he brought some khaluk, a kind of perfume, in his palm. The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, took it and put it at the tip of that branch. Then he used it to touch the traces of that sputum. Jabir said, This is why you should put khaluk in your masajid. Jabir continued, We traveled with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on the campaign to Batan Bawat, and he was pursuing Al-Majdi bin Amr al-Juhani. There were five or six or seven of us riding each she-camel. There came the turn of Uqba, an Ansari man, to ride the she-camel. He made it kneel and mounted it. Then he tried to make it stand up, but it would not stand. He rebuked it and said, May Allah curse you. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Who is this who is cursing his camel? He said, It is me, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. 
He said, Get down from it, for no cursed thing should accompany us. Do not pray against yourselves. Do not pray against your children, and do not pray against your wealth, lest that coincide with an hour when Allah is asked, and He answers your prayers. Jabir bin Abdullah continued, We traveled with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and when evening came, we drew near one of the oases of the Arabs. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Who will go ahead and set up the water tank for us, and drink and draw water for us? Jabir said, I stood up and said, Here is your man, O Messenger of Allah. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Who will go with Jabir? Jabbar bin Sakhr stood up, and we went to the well and poured a bucket or two into the tank. Then we plastered it with clay, then we poured water into it until we filled it. The first one who came to us was the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he said, Will you permit me to drink? We said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He brought his she-camel, and it drank. Then he pulled on its reins, and it stretched its legs and urinated. Then he took it aside and made it kneel down. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came to the water tank and performed wudu from it. Then I got up and performed wudu from the leftover wudu water of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Jabbar bin Sakhr went to relieve himself, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stood up to pray. I was wearing a burda, and it was not wide enough to go around me. It had fringes, and I turned it upside down and held the ends under my chin. Then I came and stood to the left of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He took me by the hand and brought me round to stand on his right. Then Jabbar bin Sakhr came and performed wudu. Then he came and stood to the left of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, took us both by the hand and pushed us back until we were standing behind him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, started to cast glances at me, but I did not realize. Then I noticed him. He gestured with his hand like this, telling me to pull up my loincloth. When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had finished his prayer, he said, O Jabir, I said, Here I am, O Messenger of Allah. He said, If it is big enough, tie its opposite ends, and if it is too small, tie it around your waist. Jabir continued, We traveled with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the food for each man among us, every day, was one date, which he would suck and then wrap it in his garment. We would also knock down leaves with our bows and eat them until the corners of our mouths were covered with ulcers. One day, a man was overlooked when the dates were distributed, and we set out carrying him, and we bore witness that he had not been given his date. Then he was given it, and he stood up and took it. Jabir continued, We traveled with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, until we halted in a spacious valley. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, went to relieve himself, and I followed him, bringing him a bucket of water. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, looked, but he did not see anything with which to conceal himself. Then he saw two trees at the end of the valley. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, went to one of them and took hold of one of its branches and said, Follow me by Allah's leave. And it came with him like a camel with a nose ring that follows its driver. Then he went to the second tree and took hold of one of its branches and said, Follow me by Allah's leave. And it came with him in a similar manner. Then, when he reached the middle of the space between them, he joined them together and said, Come together and conceal me by Allah's leave. And they joined together. Jabir said, I went away lest the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, realize that I was nearby and go even further away. I sat down, thinking to myself. Then I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, coming, and the two trees had parted and each one was standing in its own place. 
I saw the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stand still for a moment. Then he did this with his head, and Abu Ismail, a sub-narrator, turned his head right and left. Then he came forward. When he reached me, he said, O Jabir, did you see where I was standing? I said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He said, Go to the two trees and cut a branch from each one and bring them here. Then, when you reach the place where I was standing, put one branch in your right hand and one in your left. Jabir said, I got up, picked up a stone, and broke it and sharpened it. Then I went to the two trees and cut a branch from each one. Then I came, dragging them, until I reached the place where the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had stood. Then I held one branch in my right hand and one in my left. Then I caught up with him and said, I have done that, O Messenger of Allah. What was it for? He said, I passed by two graves whose occupants were being tormented, and I wanted to intercede so that the torment would be lessened for them so long as these branches remained fresh. Jabir said, Then we came to the camp, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Jabir, call the people to perform wudu. I said, Come and perform wudu, come and perform wudu, come and perform wudu. I said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, I cannot find a drop of water in the camp. But a man among the Ansar used to cool water for the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in an old water skin of his that was hanging on a palm tree branch. He said to me, Go to so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, the Ansari, and see if there is anything in his water skin. I went to him and looked in it, and I did not find anything but a drop of water on the mouth of the water skin, and if I had poured it, it would have been absorbed. I came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, I did not find anything but a drop of water on the mouth of the water skin, and if I had poured it, it would have been absorbed. He said, Go and bring it to me. So I brought it, and he took it in his hand and started to say something that I did not understand, and he pressed it with his hand. Then he gave it to me and said, O Jabir, call for a tub. I called for the tub of the camp, and it was brought to me, and I placed it in front of him. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, put his hand in the tub like this, spreading out his fingers. Then he put it on the bottom of the tub, and said, O Jabir, take the water skin and pour it on me, that is, hands, and say, In the name of Allah. So I poured it onto him, and said, In the name of Allah. And I saw the water gushing out between the fingers of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Then the tub gushed water until it filled up. He said, O Jabir, call those who need water. The people came and drank their fill. Then I said, Is there anyone left who needs it? Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, lifted his hand from the tub, and it was full. Jabir said, The people complained to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, of hunger. And he said, May Allah feed you. We came to the seashore, and the waves tossed about and threw out a large beast. We lit a fire beside it, and we cooked it, and roasted it, and ate our fill. Jabir said, Myself and some others, and he listed five people, entered its eye socket, and no one could see us until we came out, and we took one of its ribs and made an arch with it. Then we called for the biggest man in the camp, and the biggest camel in the camp, and he rode beneath it without having to lower his head. Chapter on the Hadith of the Hijrah Al-Bara' bin Azib said, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq came to my father in his house and bought a saddle from him. 
He said to Azib, Send your son with me to carry it with me to my house. My father said to me, Carry it. So I carried it. And my father came out with him to get its price. My father said to him, O Abu Bakr, tell me what happened on the night when you set out on the journey of Al-Hijrah from Mecca to Yathrib, Al-Madinah, with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He said, Yes, we traveled all night until it was noon. The road was empty and no one passed by until we came to a big rock that cast a shadow, and the sun had not come to it yet. We stopped there, and I came to the rock and smoothed the sand with my hands so that the Prophet, peace be upon him, could sleep in its shade. Then I spread out a blanket and said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, go to sleep and I will keep watch around you. He went to sleep, and I went out to keep watch around him, and I saw a shepherd bringing his flock to the rock, wanting the same as we did. I met him and said, To whom do you belong, O boy? He said, To a man from Al-Madinah. I said, Is there any milk in your sheep? He said, Yes. I said, Will you milk it for me? He said, Yes. He took a sheep and I said to him, Clean the udder of hair and dust and dirt. He, the narrator, said, I saw Al-Bara striking one hand against the other to demonstrate. He milked it for me into a wooden cup, one squirt of milk. I had a bucket with which I would bring water to the Prophet, peace be upon him, to drink and perform wudu. I came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and I did not like to wake him up from his sleep, but when I got there he was already awake, and I poured some water onto the milk to cool it, and I said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, drink some of this milk. He drank until I was pleased, then he said, Isn't it time to move on now? I said, Yes. So we moved on after the sun had passed its zenith. We were being followed by Suraka bin Malik, and we were on solid level ground. I said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, someone is coming to us. He said, Do not worry, Allah is with us. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed against him, and his horse sank up to its belly in the earth. He said, I know that you have prayed against me. Pray for me, and by Allah I promise that I will divert those who come after you. So he, peace be upon him, prayed to Allah, and he was saved. And he went back, and he did not meet anyone, but he said, I have checked this area for you. He did not meet anyone, but he turned him back, and he fulfilled his promise to us. It was narrated that Al-Bara said, Abu Bakr bought a saddle from my father for thirteen dirham. And he quoted a hadith like that of Zuhair from Abu Ishaq, number 7521. And he said in his hadith, from the report of Uthman bin Umar, when he, Suraka bin Malik, drew near, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed against him, and his horse sank up to its belly in the earth. He leapt from it and said, O Muhammad, peace be upon him, I know that this is your doing. Pray to Allah to save me from it, and I promise you that I will keep it secret from those who are behind me. Here is my bow, take an arrow from it, and you will find my camels and my slaves in such and such a place. Take whatever you need of them. He said, I have no need of your camels. And we came to Al-Madinah at night, and they disputed as to which of them the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would stay with. He, peace be upon him, said, I will go and stay with Banu An-Najjar, the maternal uncles of Abdul Muttalib, and honor them thereby. The men and women climbed on top of the houses, and the children and servants scattered in the streets, calling out, O Muhammad, O Messenger of Allah, O Muhammad, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him.